I forgot everything now. I'll just pronounce everything. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Ultra Perform Show. The show about performing your best in business and life where we find experts from around the world, celebrities, authors, business coaches, entrepreneurs, motivational speakers. We find them for you to give you value and let you know what you can do to perform your best in your life. Today I have Narana. Is that right? Noriana. Noriana. And she is a semantic body work practitioner in Ogden, Utah, with a private practice, who is a passionate alt-lover of life and loves to create sacred and safe space for people to heal and reconnect to their bodies. How's it going, Doriana? So good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Looking yeah. forward to this. Thank you very much. Um, tell us a little bit about... Uh, yourself and how you got to this point in your life. Why why are you doing this work? Mm, yeah. So now let me just say, never in a million years did I ever think I'd end up in Utah. <laughs> so um, where are you from? I was, yeah, I was born in California. I moved to North Carolina when I was ten, and I've done quite a bit of traveling in my life, and and really. I think my story is, is somewhat unique in the sense that I I feel that I've been pretty tapped into quote unquote my purpose or as my purpose has been evolving over the years from a pretty early age. Like I can remember being 16, 17 and answering people when they would ask me in high school, what do I want to do when I grow up? And I and I would straight up say, I am here to bridge movement and healing together. Boom, there you have it. Really? So Just I like that. Yeah, right. I, and who knows where that came from, but it was just this deep, intuitive sense, and um, I, I just, I feel I came into this world pretty clear on, on certain levels, so that I can do what it is that I'm here to do and not be bogged down with a bunch of shit uh, preventing me from that, but nonetheless, it's still a long journey, um, and learn a ton throughout life, and, and really, I think a big changing point for me was when my mom had cancer. She was diagnosed in 2000, and I didn't actually know she had cancer until 2003, mm-hmm. so about three years. And so I was 13. I was in eighth grade when I found out she had cancer, and she told me she was cured and all this. And she really decided to go down the alternative route and really shun Western medicine and um, really opened up my eyes to this whole alternative world of health healing. She's getting into Reiki and macrobiotic diet and la 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 la. Mm-hmm. Without going into all the history and detail because it's a really long and crazy story that could totally be turned into a movie. She did actually end up dying in mm. 2006. I'm sorry and about that. Oh. The, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's mm-hmm. all part of it, right? And ironically, her birthday was the day after mine. Um, so we're both Geminis. So she's, she's just very much in me and a part of me and with me. And, um, and I don't know if any of lost your parents or anyone watching but it was my experience that it was almost like because she left so early she was almost 46 um that because we're so similar like a lot of her stuff in some way or another a lot of her passions and like and the doors that she opened for me and and her visions kind of got transferred onto me so Mm. anyway um but 
Yeah, so a big thing that I saw in her healing and her process was the importance of fully honoring your truth, 100% no matter what. And ultimately, I think it was her, her, because she's from Germany, she met my dad and blah, 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 had had me and my brother and um, ended up getting separated and then like chose to get back together with my dad. But I think it was that decision, ultimately, that it was not in her integrity. She wanted to be with my dad for for us kids. And so, I mean, this is part of a story I created, part of some things that she told me and whatnot. But I, I really saw this transformation happen with her um, when she was diagnosed with cancer because it really blossomed her and opened her up and took her out of this, like, mom role let me just do and make everybody else happy and sacrifice myself right mm-hmm. for my family mm-hmm. and it really brought her back into oh shit I have cancer I need to be 100% focused on myself and my healing take that as a priority and ultimately I mean she did end up dying but that lesson really stood strong with me of like Phew, no matter what and I see so many people doing this, and I see this pattern happening again and again, especially for a lot of moms, mm-hmm. women in general, um, where we do sacrifice ourselves. So it's like no matter what, you have to engage and honor and love and trust yourself, even if that decision is going to be hard, meaning like splitting up from your family. But, I mean, who knows? She could have still been alive had she really embodied that lesson. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does does for sure. I mean, I was talking to you with, um, let's see, there's a little bit of a backlash there. Um, So I was talking with a guest the other day, and we were talking about uh, relationships and how people will uh, kind of bury themselves or... um, you know, not to use, this is the word we were using, but uh, a friend of mine, he's single, and he'll see married couples, and he's like, look at them, they're dead already, they're just like, they're numb, and a lot of it has to do with not speaking your truth, like what you're saying, when people stop speaking their truth in a relationship, and it's, it's more than a, it's okay to compromise, but these are usually the unspoken compromises that they resent or they bury their uh, self express they bury their self-expression and so they're they're not living and 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 it's it's frustrating just to when that happens as a man with women when they sacrifice so much as a mom or uh, or men, subdue themselves because they don't want to piss off the woman. I mean, it's, it's happening both ways, different things, but both ways. How damaging that is all around. The tricky part I've seen, though, is because I was thinking, well, because I'm in my truth more, but I've seen some people just don't like it. And some people, you because you're human, some people you want them to like you, but they don't because you're speaking yeah. the truth. So how do you find that balance? Is that your question? That's my question. <laughs> how do you find that balance, right? Okay, well, that brings me back to um, kind of the work that I do and why I think it's so important. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 
like I said earlier, I, I feel a big, big mission. I think this mission is going to continue to evolve as I grow older, um, is to bring movement and healing together. And so that also ties in with embodiment work. And so I'm, I'm really passionate with about um, just helping people become more embodied. And so what does that mean? Why is that even important? And how does it pertain to your question of creating more balance in relationships, especially since it's Valentine's Day. Yay! Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... um, Well, how do you heal yourself so that you're in your truth? Because you're talking about how your movement helps heal you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot to cover. I'm just trying to sort it all in my brain. Sure. In this body, right? Um, So let's just I'm just going to start here. So we look around, especially in America, go to a shopping mall, <laughs> drive down the street, look out your car, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of sense most people are kind of walking around, living in their heads, pretty disconnected from here on down, right? Like just busy thinking, doing blah, 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 blah. Just don't really take the time during the day to slow down, step back and really sense what's going on in the whole being. Mm-hmm. And um, that, personally, to me, I think is, is a pretty big problem. And unfortunately, our society really encourages this with you know, the advent of, of technology and phones and, and just our busy, paced lifestyle. Um, oh, there's so much to say. Maybe start at the beginning, like step one. Say that again. Maybe start at the beginning of step one. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Here we go. So that's so that's step one is like recognizing first, okay, where am I? How in touch with my body am I? And there, let me just say the reasons, there's there's many, but let me just list a few. The reasons for um, having your awareness in not just your head, but your whole body relate to being in tune with when am I hungry? What type of food do I actually really need? Like, when am I thirsty? When do I need to get up and move and take care of myself? Like, all of, and when do I need to sleep? And honoring that and doing that, you know, like all of these basic uh, functions that we do throughout the day. But I think a lot of people, uh, you know, we get so busy, we forget to eat, we forget to drink, we forget to move, we forget to do these basic things for our body, which over time, 10, 20 years, boom, compounds, boom, you have diabetes, you have cancer, whatever. Mm. So that's, that's number one, like super basic, super primal. How can we just develop a relationship with these human bodies that are really our temples, our, our vehicles of transformation and enlightenment in this mm-hmm. lifetime? How can we, uh, somebody knock me on my door, sorry. I'm going to hope they go away. <laughs> um, how can we really uh, honor these bodies so that we get the most out of this lifetime and, and don't feel like crap? all the time. So there's there's one link. Um, and and really man, they're gonna keep knocking. So go, go ahead, I'll talk. I'm so sorry. It's a live me. show. Things happen. Okay, I'm so sorry. So we have a great guest right now, but when you have a live <laughs> show, sometimes it's a problem, right? <laughs> She's okay, back. So so yeah, so basic functions, right? Um, and then it, it goes a little deeper. Like when we get, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what is thematics and why is that important and how does that Yeah, yeah, please do. But, 
I when can't, I can't even pronounce it. I want to make sure that I understand it. <laughs> somatics. 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 Not semantics. <laughs> yeah. uh, somatics. Somatics. But when I teach movement classes or even work with people one-on-one and, and I lead people through, it's just say a simple walking meditation. And I say, sense your feet. And you notice the difference between your right foot and your left foot and how they're moving and how they're planning their weight. And you sense feet like your hips and all these things. Um, most people can get a sense of that, but sometimes there's people that have no clue what I'm talking about and actually don't have the kinesthetic ability, um, which is a sense, which we don't really practice usually in America, mm-hmm. um, they don't have the kinesthetic sense to feel what's happening, which is like mm-hmm. so detrimental because, oh man, I could like ramble on about are, that forever. Are, but you saying that's a natural, are you saying that's a natural natural thing to feel that? I, yeah, I assume so. I, I want to say more people are probably naturally kinesthetically sensitive than others. Like, I'm, I'm very kinesthetic everything. Like, everything I do is very hands-on. It's, I learn through using my body. Um, and, you know, more people are more analytical or sight-based. But still, I think it is, a, it should be, and it's not. <laughs> I think it is a, a natural sense that we have in our bodies, but because of our schooling system and our society, we've been so disconnected and shut off from sensing and feeling. And let me just say that trauma, um, even if it's like mini trauma, example, like women, body shame, um, you should look like this, you shouldn't look like this, yada, yada. Um, I mean, men have the same thing, right? You need to be buff and strong and, and look a certain way. So like, over time, right, um, we just get these projections and traumas in our system that it's like, oh, it's not safe. It's not safe to feel. It's not safe to be in this body. And so we start to, whether or not we were born with that or learn to shut off the kinesthetic sense, it it starts to die. And really, in my opinion, in my perspective, when we lose that kinesthetic sense of ability to and feel a whole body simultaneously. Like, for example, right now, as I'm talking to you, I can feel my hands moving, but I'm also aware of my sit bones. I'm aware of my legs. I'm aware of my toes touching the ground. I'm like, I'm whole body aware of, and I'm aware of my posture. I'm aware of everything, which I think a lot of people aren't, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure what that feels like, but I don't want to know what that feels like. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going on tangent. So what was I saying before? Um, uh, being in touch with your body. Yeah. Feeling right. it. Um, That's okay. So, Tell me. I'm spinning off. I get passionate about this. Sure. Um, so, anyways, bringing it all back full circle. Oh, right. Trauma and then being disconnected. Okay. So, when you're walking around, mm-hmm. basically disconnected, you, I assume, don't feel safe in your body. Um, and Really, I also want to say, how can you have truly self-love? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, maybe you can. It's, it's, I, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. But in my opinion, I think really the key for, you know, all these people talking about self-love yada yada, enlightenment, blah blah blah, whatever the hot words are, like nobody's really talking about this, mm-hmm. this embodiment piece. And this body and really 
sensing and feeling and loving and honoring and nurturing this is mm-hmm. like the the anchor that will tie everything else together because these these are literally our vessels to communicate with spirit and this is these are our spaceships here on planet earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and the healthier our body is the more in alignment our body is the easier it is for our higher self or consciousness whatever it is you want to call that to channel through and for us then to be the embodied expression of our divine source so ultimately that's really what it boils down to for me is like how can we create a world where we're all freaking embodied gods and goddesses but Mm. you need the body piece and i think a lot of um you know spiritual traditions i mean can't name any off the top of my head right now but um I just like think of these yogis or not even yogis, the monks or whatever in India and they're mm-hmm. they're like super enlightened but they've completely degraded the body, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen pictures of that where they're just like <laughs> Well I've I've had I've had an attitude a bit about it and I don't know how to address it because I sound like a dick when I say it, but when I hear someone talking about spiritualism and uh you know, mindset, whatever, and they're out of shape, I have a problem with it because it's part of the whole experience. They don't have to be crazy ripped or, you know, sculpting their bodies or whatever, but when they're out of shape, I'm like, uh, or eating really poorly, I'm like, how can you speak about this when you're not even close to living it? Right. It's it's the embodiment piece, right? Mm -hmm. Really walking our talk, embodying that which you want to do but it comes back to that embodiment what are we putting out what are we living what are we embodying yeah so there's a lot of pieces on that i'm sure i could tangent out forever but i know this is a short show um so short show yeah yeah <laughs> I'm, just go ahead. I'm just kidding go ahead no no go ahead i'm just teasing yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i just i i feel so strongly it's if, oh, and another piece I want to bring in is, okay, so the embodiment piece is super important, but it also ties into um, connection. How can you be connected with yourself first and foremost, and then let alone with others? That also ties into relationships. I think we might need to do several shows here, because I'm like, ooh, there's all these little Okay, points. well, you, pl- you plan them, and we'll put them in action. But tell us. So what is it that you do so that people have an idea of how you help people with that? Yeah. Um, so right now I have a private bodywork practice in Austin, Utah, and I do massage, mainly therapeutic uh, pain rehabilitation massage so people come in for relaxation stuff as well, like trigger point, myofascial tissue, kind of my main things. And then I do something called somatic bodywork, which ties in, which works directly with your nervous system through gentle movement repatterning. Some of the work I'm doing on the body, so the client is a passive receiver of their body being moved. Some of the time I have the clients on the table do specific slow uh, somatic movement patterns. And they're like, what, what, what do you mean by passive uh, receiver? So if I had you on my table, mm-hmm. you would lie down on the table and I would lift your leg and you would try to not move your leg. I would move your leg for you or your arm, whatever. You're just relaxing as much as you can and I'm moving your body mm-hmm. for you. And that helps with you connecting with your body. 
Uh, in a big way, oftentimes people think, oh, yeah, I'm relaxed, but they're actually not. And I lift their leg, and they're, like, holding on, and they didn't ever realize how much they were holding on until somebody's telling them to relax. And so there's there's a lot going on in that. Um, yeah, and, yeah, so on one hand, they're connecting with the sensation of their body as it's being moved. Sometimes people will have uh, memories or images and things come up as I work on them and, and move to different body parts, then that's part of the process too. If people have trauma, I find, and I'm not sure if this is a scientifically validated thing. It's my own intuition saying, oh, okay, interesting. You're having this thought come up and they might not speak it out loud, but that as that thought comes up and I'm moving and unwinding the body, it's almost like parts of that trauma are literally, it's like mm. bubbling up and coming out. And so it, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on with this. It's super deep and profound work. Um, I've had a lot of success treating people with PTSD and trauma and uh, rape victims, whatever, coming in to meet for three sessions and like paying for six sessions and just being like, nope, keep the rest of the money. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been phenomenal the results that I've seen. Also for people with with pain, uh, usually neuromuscular pain, but also trauma related. So you're saying, so you're saying a lot of emotional trauma that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of emotional trauma that you might deal in life, even when it's maybe even passive trauma, like uh, me looking at a magazine wanting me to look, have that six pack or something. You're saying that we hold in our body and your movement of some semantics? No, no. Somatics. Somatics. Um, helps release that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Don't fully understand how. Uh, but that's been my experience. I mean, the movement works directly with the brain, with the nervous system. And every time you add new movement patterns into your body, you're also growing new neural pathways. So, I mean, there's a, I mean, this could be a whole separate discussion. Like, there's a lot to it. But um, so you're becoming smarter. You're, you're creating new options in your Brain body mm-hmm. to move differently, to move more fluidly, to release trauma, and, and I'll um, uh, do sometimes more like a ver- verbal energetic process where it's not solely body work to help people kind of complete the trauma piece essentially. Um, so anyway, so I do that to help people kind of get more embodied, and then I'm also sure. uh, I've been offering and I'm starting to offer more and more and more. Um, live workshops, and I have a retreat coming up, and we just changed the date to June 1st through 3rd. Um, it's called, called Embody Your Wild Feminine for women only, but um, everything that I want to do and, I'm, um, and am involved in creating is all about the embodiment piece, and so in these workshops, I bridge, I mean, I'll offer some yoga and, um, you know, meditation, that kind of thing, but it's really focused on these uh, really awesome somatic movement processes. And I'm going to have to explain what somatics is for your viewers. So I'll do that in a minute. But, um, and like personal and partner and group processes where we see each other practice witnessing and um, bringing some art into it and expression. And it's just, it's, it's a hard thing to explain because mm-hmm. it's very multidimensional. Um, but needless to say, yeah, the, those are my embodied your wild feminine uh, workshops, which I have one coming up March 10th as well in Austin, which is just a day long thing. And mm. then 
soon as this three day thing. But so let me get into somatics. Okay. What the heck? Let's do what, it. what is this word? What the it's heck? Kind yep. of that was word. your words I used. What the heck? Right? What the heck? What the fuck? What, what's somatics? Yeah. What, what, what is she talking about? So somatics comes from the Greek word for finding aware of bodily purpose. And um, really Thomas Hanna, he's the founder of Hanna Somatics, he coined the term somatics as it's spelled today with ICS. And, um, and I think everybody has a slightly different definition in, in terms of how they would word it. But mm-hmm. for my definition, Somatics is really a branch of study with a lot of different uh, sub kind of movement based or embodiment based uh, practices that really help you become more aware of your physical body. So it's really all about bringing your conscious awareness deeper inside your body to create less pain, create more flexibility, mobility, self-awareness, easy healing, um, Again, like I said, releasing trauma, and there's just the ripple effect goes on and on and on. What, um, what could, if I could interrupt, what, uh, you know, because we're talking about, but we're not talking about what it can do for you. Because I've noticed a lot of the time, uh, us people, like you, me, and, you know, people that are in healing and self-awareness, we'll talk about what, it, what like, releasing or clearing your blocks but a lot of the time we leave out for people to hear, what can that bring to your life? Like, why do that? Why not just keep your trauma? Right. Well, and I think I started listing some of those things, like mm-hmm. get out of pain, become super healthy, feel more vibrant. You know, I just, I kind of listed off some of them, but let me think of other, like increased flexibility, mobility, become more self-aware, like become, like get to know yourself bigger, better, deeper. Um, and I want to jump in here with a little side note. Um, one thing that comes up, especially in, in practices such as Feldenkrais Christ and Hanasomatic, um, which are movement practices, you can study, you can study Feldenkrais in Salt Lake City with Carol Lessinger or Carl Rapkey. They both have mm-hmm. amazing practices. Carol is one of my teachers, but her dearly. And um, anyway, so a lot of times what happens in this or movement work, or in the work that I do in these workshops, is that people come up against their edge, right? They come up against whether it's an edge in terms of movement and more expressive. Mm-hmm. Whatever the edge is, it could be a really subtle edge, like, oh, I can't, if I were to force my head to move that way, I could, but if I were just to do it really slow and gentle, that's actually where my head stops. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not in actuality, but I'm just sure. using an example. So that's my edge. And you can learn to work with these edges just in the physical body. And as you do that, memories, stuff might come up. Um, oftentimes, we subconsciously put these blocks and edges in our physical body mm-hmm. because of our mental body, because of some decision we made when we were three years old. So like, oh, it's actually not safe. To look all the way that way, or or maybe my father kept hitting me on the head because I was a bad girl or whatever, and so it's like I have some residual stuff here mm-hmm. that who knows how that's playing out in your your everyday life, right? Sure, so sure. I'm just getting hypothetical here. I've, I've, I've got asthma. I've got asthma, and I noticed that asthma gets triggered 
when I'm emotional, emotional or stressed or something's going on. But when I don't have that, I feel fine. I didn't hear the first part of what you said. Asthma. Right. I'll have, uh, it, sometimes it seems like there's a reverb happening. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, okay. I, I have asthma, and when I'm stressed or emotions are up or whatever, I re- remember I have asthma. I forget I have asthma because it doesn't show up until then. And oh, then when I'm not stressed or whatever, I'm fine. I forget I have asthma. It's like when something happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have an inhaler somewhere. Where is that? That's kind of what you're speaking about, right? Yeah, that could be another example of something that you could definitely dive deeper into. And Mm -hmm. then I'm sure like a movement practice on the floor, even though it's weird because you're moving your hand in a really slow way and you're like twisting your body, doing all this weird shit. It's actually like letting you be aware of your own edges and blocks and memories might come up and you actually will clear that physically through the body as you do the movement. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. Definitely not to it, and I, by far, I feel like I hardly know anything. I'm just like barely scratching the surface, really. Like my my teacher Carol has been doing this for over 40 years. You know, like it might be awesome to have her on the show next. (laughs) Let her know Um, about the show, and we can see. Um, That's all the time we have for today, though. Noriana. And uh, could you tell us again, how can people reach you if they'd like to work with you? And also tell us about those workshops coming up so that they can contact you uh, about that. I checked out your website. It's pretty simple if they want to get more information. And you mentioned, I know it's a bunch of stuff, but before I forget, you mentioned uh, the movement uh, videos you wanted to offer to. Yeah, a little mini. So, yeah, I've been starting to create more little YouTube videos where people can watch for five minutes and do a little simple movement meditation, so I call them. Um, and I'm kind of mixing it up with more more traditional somatic movement exercises with more kind of free flow, my own thing. Um, so I'm trying to create that that can be found on my website. Um, and then if you go to my website, norianadiesel.com, just created a landing page for all y'all. Nice, and that's what I saw. <laughs> you can put in your email and, and actually get a free, I think it's about 30-minute mini-movement meditation that you can do at home and um, just explore kind of some of what I'm talking about and just get into your body and, and start to learn from it because our body has a lot to just, um, I'm like, there's so much more I want to say. But um, And then as far as the workshops, all of that info should be on my website as well. Um, the next one I have coming up is for both are, sorry, for women only. Um, so I will be doing a, a few free classes twice a month in Ogden for men and women. So um, really just stay tuned to my website. So anyway, sorry, the next one is uh, March 10th on Saturday. Great. It's a one-day course in Ogden, right? Yeah, in Ogden at Timeless Yoga. And, and that that's for men and women or just women? And that one's just women, women. yeah. And then you have then, one in June coming. And yeah. then that one is just for women. Women also. But if you want to do What's more for that? Men, I know. I know. It's, it's important that women have that, you know, safe, sacred space to drop in and heal and reconnect and go back to surface. But, Great. you know, eventually. And then we'll be invited as well. Great. Well, thank you very much, Noriana, for being on the show. Appreciate it. We'll reach yeah. out. 
so much. Thank you. We'll reach out and connect with you. I'm sure people are interested in that. Thank you guys for listening and watching the Ultra Perform Show, the show about performing your best in business and life. Keep your eyes and ears open for our show weekdays at 5 o'clock, Monday through Thursday, and we have an occasional special on Fridays. And you can find us on iTunes and iHeartRadio under Ultra Perform. See you guys later. See you later. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.